take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I am Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean, and this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Check us out online at couplesynergy.com or on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Twitter (laughs) at Couple Synergy. And please subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a review. Leave us a a a review, please, because it's very important. And send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 25 years. So what are we talking about today? Well, today we are talking about anger and specifically the 12 uh anger styles that can harm or help your relationships. Good anger. Good anger. And bad anger. Good anger and bad anger. Um, Also, just as a kind of reminder here, uh, for those of you who are watching our podcast, it is a live stream. So you guys can, you know, send any questions and interact with us. Say hi. That would be, that would be cool. Just to know who's out there listening and also to let us know know, other topics that might be interest to you uh, of interest to you. So, you know, we are talking about anger and anger styles and there are specifically when I'm doing research for this, there was specifically 12 um, that came up and, and there are other lists that were five 12, 12 or six, months, 12 apostles. And, yeah, that was a big number. It's a very big number, <laughs> but you know, I thought that this would be a really kind of an important topic to talk about since there is so much anger going on in the world right now. I don't know if people are so identifying <coughs> It as Oops. anger, if they know it's anger. I don't, so let's talk about them. Well, okay. Okay. And um, so let's let's talk. Should, should I put this on the screen or should I just talk about it? What do you think? You're driving. I'm driving. Awesome. Let's see if I can do that. Let's see if I could share the screen. Because that make it. No, uh, I can't. All right. So I'm, I'm talking about it. I'm talking about it today. So the first uh, anger style that we are going to talk about here is uh, kind of like a very, uh, it's very watered down. It's irritation. I I think we could talk about one and two together, irritation and frustration, right? And irritation uh, is kind of a low level form of anger. And it's, it's like you're just, you're annoyed with something. It's a minor inconvenience, a, a minor annoyance. Okay. And how often we feel that when I'm driving, I feel it all the time. I think, I think irritation is a, if you think about an irritant, 
Mm. There's already something there. There's already something there. And a lot of couples talk about this. They said, we don't really fight, but we bicker. Yeah. We, we okay. throw jabs at each other, but we're not really talking about that irritant yeah. that makes us irritated. That is the more important thing. And so, you know, irritation is something's bothering me and I'm coming out snappy, but I'm not actually addressing anything. Yeah. Where frustration is like, oh, I can't get this thing that I want to try to get. I can't achieve something. Yeah, so there's it's something like blocking me. Blocking me. Yeah. And there's like powerlessness. Mm -hmm. Right. I which want might it, be your partner, which might be irritating. Which, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. And over a course of time, just like a water, you know, water carves a canyon. Mm hmm. You know, it can and erode. really shape, erode and shape your relationship yeah. in, in a very negative way, especially if a couple doesn't know how to, to how to deal with these frustrations. Yeah. And I would say frustration is really specific. Like you're trying to get something done. It's not happening. Yeah. And either it's going to get done or you got to do something else. And it kind of goes away where irritation <laughs> Is that irritant sticks around? Well, it's like the other day we we were gonna head up to Grand Junction. We had, you know, a plan that these are the things that we needed to get done, and it just could we just couldn't Everything get it done. Yeah. Everything out yeah. in the way, and so it was just so frustrating. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, the the third one though, this one is impacts relationships a lot. Mm -hmm. This is resentment. All right. So resentment is maybe you have a lot of frustrations, you know, maybe you have a lot of irritations, but you hold on to it. And I would say I would say resentment is something you participate in unknowingly. And you do that because you learned a pattern in your family grow, growing up hmm. where, you know, maybe people just didn't talk about what they felt or people um, complied or they didn't have enough confidence in their own decision-making that they allowed another person to kind of boss them around yeah. and they don't realize they're complying with it. So it's whenever you give up responsibility for something that's yours outside of yourself, then you can blame them. And that's where resentment comes. It's really something you're not owning. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and part of that resentment is not necessarily just to other people or the thing, you know, but it's also two pronged because you have resentment towards yourself right. for giving into something for complying when you didn't want to, right. Being passive about something or keeping your mouth shut when it's something that you don't agree with. And then of course, if you have resentment towards yourself, you have to blame your partner because that's what we do. Exactly. So you double the resentment and still direct it at your partner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we never do that. No. We're so good. <laughs> we process things perfectly. The fourth uh, style of anger is passive aggressiveness. And this is very, very popular. It's very trendy right now. Actually, I, I don't think it's trendy right now. Outward aggression is trendy right now. Right, right. <laughs> Passive aggressiveness is, is something that we all know. Uh, instead of expressing your anger directly at someone, this is where you, keep, you use 
indirect behaviors, subtle behaviors. Um, you know, the, the next one is sarcasm, but I see sarcasm as, as also a form of passive aggressiveness where you can actually use sarcastic comments, indirect ways to, uh, to, to express your anger towards someone. Um, the silent treatment is a, is a great passive aggressive tool. Yeah. The thing with passive aggressiveness is, you know, someone's pissed. You just have no idea what they're pissed about or why they're pissed. It's very, very, very confusing. And it is our number one form of, uh, anger style because it's the least vulnerable. So because nobody really knows what's going on and is confused, you don't really have to own why you're angry or resolve it. You just get to stay in that place of being nasty, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And it's very confusing to those around you. And then, and then people kind of try to uh, answer that with passive aggressive behaviors. And so then if, over time that creates parallel lives where people just stop talking about anything that's um, really important because this keeps popping up and mm -hmm. they, it, it, they get stuck in this loop and they really can't figure it out. This is the relationship dance. Yes. Yeah. Before going on to the next one, I, I just was reminded and reminded myself um, that we have a group for couples that we hold. It's a virtual group. Workshop. Uh, Vir virtual workshop uh, that we hold once a month. It's called Mastering Synergy. And that is uh, held, I think it's the second Thursday of every month at 8 p.m. Central Time. And, and this is a way where we are able to, uh, in these groups, we're able to talk more in depth about concepts like this, you know, like the anger take styles. It to a personal level where we help you identify your style. Right. And then identify your partner's style and watch how that dance operates. So that gives you more information and power and control over what you're doing so that you can create something that's actually more effective that resolves the anger as opposed to, I think most of these anger styles don't resolve anything. Yeah. And they just they kind of protect your more vulnerable feelings, but you kind of just become a really crabby person, which really is really bad for your health. And I'm just going to drop stuff. the, uh, the link to sign up for that workshop right in the, uh, in the comments there. So if you're interested in, in joining us, I think what we are going to be talking about this, this next uh, workshop is, this more in depth about these anger styles and helping couples identify their anger styles and then also kind of how to yeah which know, is coming up this that. thursday this this thursday is the next one so moving on so we said passive aggression aggressiveness or sarcasm um this is where people can use express anger uh in a using humor humor or mockery yeah, sarcasm usually happens publicly in front of other people and everyone knows something is going on, but nobody really knows what. And it's really not nice. Yeah, you'll you'll hear this like in the form of a dig. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the husband will do a dig to the wife or something in public with other people around. And it's like, oh, wow, that was 
really cringy. Right. Even <laughs> though nobody really knows what's happening, they yeah. know there's an issue going on. And yeah. Uh, the next one is explosive anger. And this is very scary to be around. Um, it's usually accompanies someone with uh, kind of a passive communication style where they keep everything to themselves and they just bottle all that up. They're not able to express their true feelings and it usually results in the lid exploding. Yeah, where someone completely loses control over their behavior. So anger is a natural feeling we all have. What we do with it, we have a choice with that. And explosive anger is someone who, you know, probably earned very early on in life that the only way to really uh, get anyone to hear you is to get to that level of something. It's very controlling. It's it's fear based, and it is um, really toxic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very toxic. If you're both exploding, then you're both hitting an iceberg. And ultimately, you can resolve that. If one person is explosive and the other person is not, that's a power struggle. That's a control issue that is turning one person into a hostage in that situation and the other person into uh, full control. That's a very toxic pattern. Um, if you're in that situation, please talk to people because you don't see it when you're in it. And especially if you're the more passive person over time, it'll kind of brainwash you and make you believe it's your fault. And it's, it's your fault. They lost their control. You probably had a parent who acted this way. And when it's parent child, there's obviously a very different power dynamic, but in an adult adult relationship, this is really inappropriate and can be, can be dangerous. And it's not something that resolves on its own. Mm -mm. In fact, it actually gets worse over yeah. time. Uh, because it becomes normalized in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So um, definitely, you know, seek out help on this if this is in your relationship. Uh, the next one is even worse, and that is hate. Hate is hardened anger. There is a lot of hate going on in this world right now. And hate is when you really believe scary. that someone else is 100% wrong. Yeah. And you stop seeing them as and, human. And you vilify them for it. Right. Yeah. And that is, it, it is just, uh, it's a, it's a cancer that eats us up from the inside out. Um, hopefully none of you are experiencing any of that in your relationship. If, if you, you are, do feel that you have a lot of hate in you, know that's about you. Know that's hurting you and hurting yourself and know that there is a way out mm -hmm. and get some help for that. Cause that's, that's a tough one. It's a really bad one. The, the next one is cold anger or manipulative anger. And, and this is scary in its own sense because yeah. you, you know, um, this person or person who uses kind of style of anger, they are manipulative in a way. And they try to use anger in a controlled and calculated form to manipulate the other person. So this is where gaslighting yeah. would fall mm -hmm. into this category here. And this type of anger 
the person really isn't emotionally attached to, and that's why it's so cold. It's so, you know, the person at, at the other end of their anger, you might start to look like you're the crazy one. You're the one that's more out of control looking Yeah. because the other person is so frustrating. What they say isn't logical. It doesn't make sense. They're, they're making up stories. That's the gaslighting part of it. And it's all done as manipulation. And as soon as, as the other person gives in, they snap and they're fine. And that's how, you know, they're not really emotionally invested, which is the cold piece to their anger, but they use their anger as a weapon to control another person. Very manipulative, very scary. If you are on the receiving end of this, um, the next one is chronic or habitual anger. So, when a person learns that the coping mechanism of dealing with uncomfortable, difficult situations is to become angry and to exude that anger because they're getting a response that they want. Right. Their only reaction to everything becomes anger. Mm -hmm. And it can be the same reaction to something like, Somebody put something away in the wrong place or uh, someone stole money from that. I mean, like a huge range of it's like how the, bad something is. It's the same response. The to same response. Every, every yep. stimuli, every issue yep. that a person comes across. And, you know, the anger in that case uh, may have served a purpose in the beginning, maybe keeping people back people keep keeping people at a distance or maybe getting a response from other people that um you know that they are now getting attention for so it becomes reinforced and then it becomes a habit and so the person it's continues actually, to use it, it actually becomes physically addictive yeah yeah because of the endorphins that get released from anger put you on a high um people jones to have that feeling so they get pissed off about everything, mm -hmm. explosively pissed off. And not sometimes just... people go with, with chronic yeah. anger, they go looking for a fight. Yep. You know, yeah. and it can lead to some long-term they find an health offense consequences. Everywhere. Right. Everything is offensive. So for that reason. Right. And those long-term health consequences are like high blood pressure, you know, you know, cardiac issues, um, digestion problems, cancer. Okay, so there, there is definitely a connection between the emotion and the physical ramifications of that. Yep. Um, the next one is righteous or moral anger. Uh, this is kind of what we're we're dealing with in our in our world today. Yeah, this unfortunately is based on low self esteem, and low self esteem says that I can't really justify my own feelings of anger. So I'm going to align myself with a cause or a group and make that group evil. And my group is good. And I can hundred percent justify. I mean, the, the whole world war two is based on this. The entire war was based on hate, on hating, uh, se separating a group out, telling stories about them that made you believe that you could behave in a way that a lot of people behave during that war. And when you're in that place, you feel so justified. I, I am morally justified. Yeah, I'm to on have the side of right. 
And I'm also then, you know, hate combined with moral anger. Now that just, it, it intensifies it even more. Right. And it's not that there aren't any injustices or wrongdoings that's, that's occurring. There definitely can be, but this anger takes it to a much in, more intense level and they feel justified. Well, it's all, it's often based on half truths. So someone will hear a piece of something, not know the full story and run with that. And that, that is the way our brains are designed. Our brains are designed to see a potential threat and react immediately and not calm down and get the full story, not try to understand the perspective of the other group, see them as inhuman and, and evil. Yeah. And that's what's really scary about it is there's no there's no way out because there's no way to really have a conversation about it because someone is because of that low self-esteem and aligning with a group, which makes you feel good, makes us feel good to belong to something. Um, and so we have to vilify a whole other group of people and we have to be right because either we're right and we're good or we're wrong and we're bad and we're mm -hmm. evil. Yeah. And it's a really scary thing, and it's really rampant because the way we get information is in sound bites now. So you're getting little tiny pieces of stuff out of context, out of context, and and making full blown decisions out of that, and so, and you feel so ingrainedly connected and justified to doing it, which is why it's so scary. The next anger style is constructive or assertive anger. And this is actually a positive, you know, this is, this is, you're able to channel anger in a positive way to motivate positive change or to assert one's boundaries. You know, this is where uh, you're not okay with how you're being talked to or how you're being treated and you assertively you know, are angry and you state your case and you say, you know, I, I don't appreciate being talked to that way. You know, it really makes me angry. And, you know, I, I'm going to set a boundary because of it. Right. It's a, it's a protective form of anger. If you think about anger, like fire and, you know, fire is very useful. It can cook the bugs out of our food. It can warm our homes. It's very soothing to watch fire or it can burn your house down and kill you. You know, so anger also takes on that flavor of fire, which is very difficult to control. So when we're talking about constructive or assertive anger, we're talking about having a mastery over that emotion. Like you feel it, but it's not dictating your behaviors, but it is dictating the courage to talk honestly and openly about whatever the issue is so that you are not, um, in a, in a position of being taken advantage of or boundary violations. Mm -hmm. And the last anger style is self directed anger. And, you know, this is typically a person who is self deprecating. They turn on themselves and, and many people have heard that um, anger turned inward is depression, right? Because a person's beating themselves up. I mean, they feel a lot of guilt. They feel a lot of blame or self-blame, I should say. And, you know, I remember talking to, we were talking to a client where 
you know, as a kid, he made a mistake. And before anyone said anything to him, he was beating himself up repeatedly over and over and over again. Right. And in the four agreements, the four agreements talks about, you know, we are the only species on the planet that beats ourselves up repeatedly over and over and over again for the same for single act mistake. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And this typically happens when you had a lot of this as a child, as a child, if your parents were out of control and they used a lot of statements like you made me behave in this way. And it's where we're trying to take ownership or responsibility for someone else's choices. Mm -hmm. And and the thinking is logical. Like if I don't get the outcome that I want, it must be something I did. It's just not true. And so it's, this is one where our brain is playing tricks on us and it can be really dangerous because if we do it often enough and we feel bad enough, it can lead to some serious mental illness and, and unhealthy behaviors, which I don't even want to say out loud. But if you're the kind of person and you hear this self-talk in your head where you think that you really are somehow broken and defective, those are lies. And what do we say about lies? Or fear? Fear. Fear is, fear a, liar. is a liar. Right, right Kip? Who's, who wrote that song? Uh, it's a good song. Look up Fear's Liar. And, and it's a tricky one because it's hard to find your way out of a lie if it's so ingrained in you. And it probably happened. You're probably hearing words that were said to you over and over again as a kid still in your head as an adult. And really the only way out of that is to find another person to check that stuff out with because we are innately as human beings, kind and forgiving and generous unless we're in pain. And when we're in pain, innately we're, we're born that way. Yeah. And yep. you know, in order to go the opposite direction, we have to accept it. We have yeah. to learn it. We have to be taught and we have to accept it and reinforce it. So, yep. you know, it's, it's really important for us to understand that anger is part of our plethora of emotions. They are natural and normal. There are things, there are emotions that we are supposed to have for survival. In fact, in the in utero, when when a baby's developing, it develops from you know the back of the brain forward. And the first part of the brain is the reptilian brain that develops, automates everything in the brain and in the body. And then the next part of the brain to develop is the emotional brain. And that means that our emotions come first before thought. And our emotions tell us something. They're like lights and, and, you know, indicators on a dashboard that are telling us something is occurring and that we have to pay attention to. And anger is one of those indicators. We have to understand that it's telling us something. There's something we have to attend to, we have to deal with. And the more we ignore it, the worse it gets. You know, and if you're interested in these topics and you want to join us for Mastering Synergy, we would love to have you. It is a great way to keep a forward momentum in your relationship. You know, it's so easy for us to slide back. And a lot of times when we're, we see a couple for the first time, they're like, well, we've been here before mm. and we got out of it before, but we went back. And Mastering Synergy is a way to 
not slide back and to keep moving forward and to keep your relationship in the forefront so that you can be happy and healthy like we are. <laughs> for for those of you who are listening, you can just go to couplesynergy.com. There is a tab for uh, the Mastering Synergy Workshop if you wanted to join us that way. Uh, for those of you who are watching this video, you can just um, click on the link right in the comments and uh, then join us for Mastering Synergy. Hey, look at that. Your hey, cousin, Steve. Your cousin's saying hi. Hi. How's it going? Good to see you. Thanks for joining us. So uh, we are we are just going to close out here. If you guys have any questions about anger styles, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. We want to thank you for joining us today on Couple Synergy. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. Uh, we do do Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and LinkedIn Live, and Twitter Live every Monday. So join us with your questions or just to say hi. Sometimes but, we can't make it at the same time like tonight, but we should put that somewhere. Did but, you do that? Typically, it's at 6 p.m. Central yeah. Time. Uh, for all of you listening to our podcast, you know, please let us know how you enjoyed the show. You can access our podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts, iHeartRadio or uh, Apple Podcasts or even Stitcher. If you have any questions or comments or topic suggestions, please, again, email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our program, such as Relationship 101, the home study course, the Couples Relationship Enhancement Weekend, and our premier coaching program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you know someone who can benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your life. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.